0: Welcome to the Nestle Podcast. I'm your host, kind of, Kevin Morosky. As part of the launch for Luscious Afro Hair Care range, we've asked clients, hairdressers, uh, best friends, sisters, and cousins to talk to us about the beauty and bonds found in Afro-textured hair and caring for it. But mostly just to have a good talk about life and their relationships as we listen in and smile contently. With us today, we have Sarah and Renee. So please sit back and enjoy. I think hair was such a big thing in our household. Like we all had different types of hair, but the way we presented ourselves and the way we carried ourselves, we were taught from a young age that our hair was like the crown to our head. And we took pride in how that looked and how it made us feel when we had nice hair or freshly done hair. So, mum used to come with the uh, wicked patterns with the came rows. She used to do zigzags and stuff. And um, I remember later on um, it took off largely. Her mum was like, Well, I was doing that before everybody else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The amount of pictures that we've got of us matching, not just us two, but like our cousins. Our cousins. We've even got like school pictures of us and another cousin with the pineapple style that's it that's it i remember the dax. do you remember the green ducks yes mum used to always have that on deck you know that like, that's the time now it's time to get your hair done when the that's
0: come
1: it my tooth comb.
0: as we've gotten older we've taken it upon ourselves to learn to do our hair maintain our hair and obviously you've gone created your path going into the world of total hair <laughs> going in there and becoming a superstar Aww. hairdresser hair stylist <laughs> getting in there and traveling the world doing your thing setting the pace for generations and just showing them how it's done and it's amazing it's amazing to see the growth where you came from sweeping up hair in the um in andrew Andre pierre's around the corner from mums and oh, i used yeah. to have to be um woken up to get to work on time to getting on airplanes to new york and doing um doing models hair out there so it's it's amazing to see that journey it's amazing to see that journey to thank witness you. that journey thank From you know that humble beginnings to to big things now thank you well, i appreciate
1: it. i appreciate you being there as well like my model, do you remember like me practicing your hair at dad's house on the weekends? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. In your hair, and then um I went on to charging people five pound at school at like lunchtime. They come in with their hair washed and blow dried, and like parted in half, and I practiced my little pattern styles in their Patterns. hair. And do, and then you'd be my model, at like Andre Pierre's, when I was yeah, my and getting marked off. And then it just the journeys just continued ever since. It has. Really it has. It. I'm due to give you a trim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <off the> lockdown. <laughs> my but lockdown.
0: My yeah. lockdown trim. But it's amazing, like, because you really inspired me to do the big chop. If I didn't have, because I had relaxed hair for years. I think it was 2013 when I finally cut off my hair and decided that I was going to go natural. But prior to that, I had the same hairstyle for about five years. I remember your son; he used to say, "Auntie Renee, are you not going to change your hairstyle?" <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So when I did get the courage to do it because of your influence, um, that really changed how I saw my hair and how the relationship with my hair. It wasn't just a. Uh, uh, a thing that I needed to straighten to make it look nice is embracing the realness of my hair and the, yeah. the newness of having an afro to me yeah. at that time in it was that it's been a hell of a journey but having your support throughout it it's been amazing and definitely in choosing to do the big chop and deciding to use more natural products in my hair um, yeah it's, it's gone on to do good things big things
1: definitely
0: like Renee Shaysley's flay I know right
1: crazy I remember, <laughs> I remember um, being at your house mm. and um, doing your hair I, we were probably relaxing and we were having the conversation and I just yep. remember your roots and the waves. and so yeah. I was just like you've got such lovely natural hair and you were like oh I'm going gym and I'm doing like I'm yeah. just straightening my hair all the time it's just damaging my hair it's drying it out mm-hmm. and so I was like well why don't you go natural and you're like oh, what I don't know about that and I'm just yeah. like to go back to then and just to see how you deal with your hair you inspire me like the amount of things that you come up with like the styles the twists outs you not only do you inspire me but you inspire Monet like, yeah, she will go to bed and be twisting her hair overnight. Yes, and like,
0: yeah,
1: Auntie Renee said, If I don't do this and if I don't do that, I'm not going to get the definition tomorrow and exactly. stuff like that. So,
0: <laughs> I love that. And, Mum,
1: look at Mum, yeah. like, oh, yeah, when they ask me because I'm not doing my twist out, you know, yeah. or you know, she's proper got to grips of the natural hair, hair journey as well with us,
0: exactly. Amazing exactly.
1: as well, and um just thinking about when you did go natural and um, you were braiding for a while. We were braiding mm-hmm. your hair, weren't we? we were doing the hair yeah, line. doing the
0: box braids, yeah.
1: And then like it was applying a bit too much tension on the hair, mm-hmm. like the hairline and things like that. So you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna grow it out. And then um, I remember you getting like your oils, I remember Charlene; she came back from Ghana with some share bottle, like the big, big tubs. And then I just saw you whipping up this and adding this, and I've made this for my hair, and it's really, really good for like keeping the curls defined and the moisture locked in and stuff like that.
0: That's it.
1: And um, we started to get like our little pots from you, and um, using that at home as one of our staple products. And just to think that when I got to Lush and they were asking, you know, what's missing in the range and stuff like Mm. that. That was the first thing that came to my head was this product that Renee made for us was just like such a savior for my hair. So this is definitely what other people need to have access to like our black community, our black and brown community with Afro textured hair. I wanna see that on the shelves for them in a store like Lush. and that journey for me to look back at is just so amazing
0: it is it's amazing for me (laughs) too as well when I think like I used to pick up my little oils from the shops in Brixton and then just get the shea butter from Charlene and then be whisking it up in my flat and just thinking oh just add a bit of this add a bit of that and then reading up on the Um, the benefits of different oils the different essential oils and it was just made with a lot of love as well you know because wanting to to promote that good healthy hair growth and being able to share that with my friends and family like that that that, was a good time it was a really good time and now that I've got my own daughter I can part some of that onto her as well
1: as well exactly
0: yeah and then
1: the inspiration carries on to like making other products like fresh treatments, like protein treatments and moisturising treatments at home and just like little things that will
0: keep the hair routine down, do you know what I mean? That's it, because that's what I'm struggling with now, the hair routine, having a toddler and going back to work, It's it's yeah. been quite difficult, but my hair's still been growing now. <laughs> no I've been keeping it in lots of protective twists and it's okay. really really doing well so I just would need to get back into applying that time that I used to spend on my hair but cutting it maybe down to a quarter of what I used to spend like a wash day on okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have that I don't have that space that time anymore To um okay. To allow that to happen. So, what I love about having my hair done by Sarah is that it's a whole full-on experience. We sit, we talk, we chat, we decide on what I want to have done with my hair. It takes a few like times to get it in her diary, but when it's finally in there, <laughs> we spend we spend <laughs> we spend the time. And and it's it's good quality time. It's good sisterly bonding time. It's time when we get to gossip and chat. It's time when we get to fill in each other little tidbits of what we're doing or what we think is good for each other's hair or for my hair. And um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's quality time. It's quality bonding time.
1: Yeah, having a client in my chair and having, well, having my sister in my chair or just doing your hair, while you're sitting in the chair. There have been times back in the day where we would do each other's hair when we were smaller. And to think that now we're still practicing that time together and exchanging the knowledge we have about each other's hair and just being able to, like you said, have conversations about what's going on in life. No, it's definitely a time when we pop the Prosecco and we're like, right yes what's <laughs> that's it and me, oh my gosh don't lie this is what this is what this person's done and is this what's happening with you know like it's our time
0: yeah
1: and it's like it's 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 such a personal um meaningful part of us our hair and so how we're preparing our hair it means a lot to us and how we're going to be walking with that hairstyle and to be able to share that and do that together is just, a, it's a big thing. It's
0: and it's a been a big part thing. of our bond as well, I think, having that time. Mm-hmm. Having that right. time to share that knowledge and impart on each other that time. It really has. Yeah. And just to think,
1: exactly, just to think like all of the time that we don't have, when it's time to get our hair done, it's when it's time to do your hair. Hmm. you know we're gonna we're gonna link up gonna see each other and we're gonna have our time is that yes. of so, and that's what I really love about doing hairdressing like when I don't see people for a very long time and they need their hair done and I know okay this is my time to catch up with everybody and we can be together at home at mum's with all the family there but we're not together
0: yes <laughs> Does that make
1: sense because there's so much going on but when it's whether we have to lock ourselves in mum's big bathroom and yeah. get the chair around and just be like right what's going on and then we just get into it that is our time and that's just such a precious
0: time it is definitely
1: from a very young age I was really into fasting with my hair like I was just always in my hair I didn't particularly like getting my hair done because I had a lot of hair and it used to hurt I had a very sensitive scalp and so I spent ways trying to do something so good that my mum wouldn't need to do my hair. And that is just, like, I remember, um, although I loved getting my hair done, when it was finished, it was the best feeling. Like, my mum used to do some really lovely styles, but it used to, like, it used to be uncomfortable for me. But I also remember going through a phase where I wanted to be, like, my white friends in school where their hair, like, I remember this run down the playground in a haze to be swishing from side to side so um, I took all of my plaits out at school and started running and trying to do the same thing and I got completely told off by mum but I did have like a thing about my hair like I always wanted to be in my hair and I remember getting to about year six I would have been about nine ten and um, I, cut, I uh, parted my hair and put the back in the bun and slipped my hair back and chopped half of my hair and at that point for me I think that's when I knew I was going to be a hairdresser I was like right and my mum didn't she was quite happy that I expressed myself and dealt with my hair she's probably a bit annoyed about it but I think from then on I just continuously wanted to do people's hair um, I didn't do very well in school academically, I struggled in school, I was very much creative and when I got to an age where I finished college I sort of tidied up my um, achievements like my basic skills and I thought okay what am I going to do now and I went to a salon, asked if they needed some support and if they've got a job there for me and I started working there because it was a hairdresser's but I didn't anticipate following through like um A level two in hairdressing I just thought let me get a job and I want to be surrounded by hair and um, as I got into the job and I saw the creators and what they'd done I knew this is what I like and this is what I want to become and literally I used to shadow the lead stylist in the salon um, and I learned so much so quickly and he just kept pushing me and said one day you know what you need to qualify and be a hairdresser because you've got the passion, I can see the passion, and as soon as he put me on the course and the ball started to roll, like I just found myself doing hair and not just doing hair, but I, I felt like I was really good at it. It was something finally that I was really, really good at, and I could see my work and it just it's just been an ongoing thing, like I've just continued to place myself. In environments where I can do this I'll, I'll be good at it and I'm very passionate about it and um, I just don't want to stop I just love doing hair I love doing hair I love the people that it brings me around and I think of late I've been focusing on because I've always been able to do all types of hair but I think lately I've been focusing on the areas where black and brown people are not supported with their hair um initially i went to fashion week and i found myself teaching a lot of the team how to braid and i noticed that a lot of the models didn't have like any specific the black models didn't have any they weren't paid much attention they had like, like a really small cropped afro or their hair really low or people struggling to press it out and straighten the hair and i thought now nah, this is where I need to kind of be involved, making sure that they feel like they're included. And there's a stylist that knows their hair and that carried me on to like, um, this is when I found myself with blush and the range and stuff like that. So yeah, I think looking back, that's my whole journey off
0: the top. So I remember when Sarah came to me and um, told me that she was working for Lush Um, and obviously I know about Lush, Lush has been around for a very long time but the fact that she got a job in a major company doing research and development for Afro hair products I found that to be just so amazing like I was totally blown away and but I could see why and how my sister would be put in that position because of her many years of of experience and and understanding the market as well. So um, obviously I'd been making my shea butter, my whipped shea butter and handing it out to the family. So Sarah very, very humbly asked me if it was possible for her to take it to her company. I think she had already taken it to Lush. However, on the on the um back of that, she came to me and <laughs> asked me if it was okay <laughs> for her to use my product because she'd already told them about it. But um I I thought that was great. I thought it was fantastic. I thought that um I could understand her vision, why she saw a gap in the market there and um. And yeah, I was amazingly pleased. I was blown away. And then she asked me that she could name it after me. I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> of course she <you> can. <laughs> I'm not going to stop that at all." <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it was. It's 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 been amazing seeing Sarah doing her thing, taking taking her knowledge, taking her experience, and really going out there and and displaying it to the world. Like it's not. Um, it's not just a limited small amount of people that I was I was I was giving it to like friends and family. Sarah's taken it and it's 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 gone global, and alongside another a, a lot of other products that she's brought to the table, uh, it's just amazing to see how these things have just just really rocketed. How everything's just gone from small ideas, small thinking, but Sarah Sarah coming along, getting on board with Lush and it's just yeah it's just growing it's expanded amazingly thank you
1: that's really nice to hear that like, it's really really lovely to hear um like you say like it's not just renee Shea souffle but just other products that are a, they're gonna support our hair routines and it's like even within the company, the feedback I'm getting from staff members that have Afro-textured hair and are able to select products of the shelf for, for clients or customers that come into Lush and say, yeah, we've got this for you. We've got this product for you. And it's not just like one or two products, it's actually a range yeah. and it's for different purposes, it serves different benefits for the hair. Um, and all it's going to do now is expand. Like it's going to be more than just avocado co-wash, two conditioners and free styling products. It's going to be like more styling products, variations of cleansing agents and conditioners, masks. Like I just want the range to really expand, expand, expand sorry so that. There's just a variety because that's what is deserving. That's what's deserving of us. Um, I feel like I I know how much um, we have gone to Lush for different things. Um, mm-hmm. Our cousin used to work there. Um, like we've always been a fan of Lush and the kids got onto Lush really soon, as, as soon as they were, yeah. they were old enough to learn about bath bombs and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, yeah. I remember going to Oxford Street and taking Monet to get some bath bombs and she ran up to the hair section and saw Renee Chasey Flay and the joy in her face, like, she's like, you done this and Auntie Rene done this, like, this is my people, but this is actually for me, like, I can use yeah. it for my hair. And I think for Monet to be able to go into Lush and have that It just means that it's gonna serve the needs of so many other little children like Mons. And that's the the goal right there. And that's the vision. Um, And yeah, it's just been so amazing. And it's come, the inspiration where it's come from has come deep down from my family roots and my community and my culture and my experience from doing here and visiting different countries and meeting different people. And, you know, having those conversations as a hairdresser with a client. Over those years, I've been able to gain so much knowledge to push into this range. And I've got more, do you know what I mean? I've got more ideas and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just pushing it more. But no, I appreciate that sis, I appreciate
0: that. You're very welcome, it's well-deserved.
1: Thank you, and thank you for your support. Because, you know, so many times my sister's been there throughout this journey where I've had to travel to all these different places to do Fashion Week, Milan, Paris, New York. You like, Ren, lastminute.com, but can you have the kids? Yeah. <laughs> Boys in my rock throughout this. Yeah. And it's just going back to being little girls, in mums and dads and just, like, you know having our bonds and a lot of that
0: will